Hello and welcome to the Homeless Vagabond Experience with your host, Hydro Vlogs. All right, so if you're new to this podcast, this is a podcast where I talk about my adventures of being a nomad and roaming around the United States. Also give a lot of tips for people who might want to take on this lifestyle. And I answer questions. So I don't like to waste time, so let's just jump into it. So the first thing I want to talk about is where I'm at right now. So I just made it into Maricopa, Arizona. I really hope that's how you pronounce it. I had an interesting, town itself was great, but I had an interesting trip here. So I was walking along a highway. It wasn't like an interstate. It was just a highway. And it was dark out, and I had my headlamp on. But, you know, I still don't want to walk in the dark. So I eventually come to a little, almost like a trail. But it's clearly like a trail animals have made, oars and such, which is great foreshadowing for what I'm about to tell you. So I follow it, and I find a great spot. It's kind of a clear opening. But there's a bunch of trees and bushes kind of obstructing me from the highway so nobody can see me. I ended up, you know, getting out my sleeping pad and my sleeping bag, take my headlamp off, put it right next to me. And I'm sleeping about 20 feet away from a train. So all throughout the night, trains are going by, ground's shaking, which you would think would be annoying, but I'm so used to it that it just doesn't wake me up. Apparently nothing wakes me up because when I woke up the next morning, I went to pack up all my stuff. And I noticed my headlamp was about 20 feet away from me. So at some point in the night, some animal came by, or at least I hope it was an animal, came by, grabbed my headlamp and moved it, and then ran off. And I was just asleep and didn't even notice. So that was great. That was fun. Yeah. Probably going to be the last night I sleep in my sleeping bag. So like I said, I'm in Arizona, spring, getting hot. My sleeping bag is rated for 30 degrees. What I'm planning on doing today is ditching my sleeping bag and getting a sleeping bag liner. That way I got some protection from bugs and stuff. And, you know, I'm just going to, like I said, ditch my sleeping bag, save on weight because I'm not going to be using it. Yeah, we're going to see how that goes. Knowing my luck, I'm going to get down to like 30 degrees next week. That happened last year. I uh, was in Florida and it was like April. I think it was April. And I thought to myself, okay, it's April in Florida. Nothing bad's going to happen. Let's get rid of my sleeping bag. And so I did that. And then a week later, low of 32 degrees in Florida in April. Ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, going to watch out for that. Okay, so topic for today. Going to be charging your phone, battery banks, all that kind of stuff while you're out living this crazy lifestyle. So there's a lot of different ways you can charge your stuff up. The most common and easiest way is just with an outlet. So the best places to go if you want to charge your stuff up would be, honestly, parks. Parks are the number one. Definitely the number one. I've never been kicked out of a park for charging my phone up. Not all parks have outlets, so, you know, be aware of that. But if the park has an outlet, no one's going to kick you out. You can just kind of charge up, as long as you're not bothering anybody. I never bother anybody, so I've never been kicked out. If there's no parks around, another great place is actually like Walmart or any real supermarket. I've been kicked out of, I say kicked out of them, and they just asked me to leave from two Walmarts, I think. Most Walmarts, just you can sit right outside their building, charge your phone up. As long as you're not bothering anybody, they're not going to tell you to leave. Now, if you're somebody who really likes to use their phone, like me, I watch YouTube, listen to podcasts, listen to music. You definitely want a battery bank. 
and I highly recommend, I know they're more expensive, but I highly recommend a battery bank that has fast charging. My battery bank has 65 watts fast charging. And you, if you don't know what fast charging is, you have no idea how much it helps you. So the battery bank I have is 30,000 milliamps per hour, which is a big battery bank. And it only takes about two hours to charge with a 60 watt power supply. And that'll charge my phone up about seven or eight times. Compared to the battery bank I used to have, which would take seven or eight hours to charge and would charge my phone up six or seven times. So I really recommend you get a fast charging battery bank, especially if you're going to be charging from outlets. Obviously be aware if you get a fast charging battery bank, you also need a fast charging cable and a fast charging box. One of those uh, little boxes that plug into the receptacles. You need to make sure cable, those boxes are rated for 30 watts, 60 watts, 100 watts, whatever your battery bank is rated for. That way you're taking full advantage of it. But said, outlets aren't the only way to get charged. I personally use solar panels to charge my phone up and my battery bank. Before I go any further, let me tell you which solar panels not to get. Those little solar panels that come connected to like a battery bank, absolute trash. Do not waste your money on them. They are absolutely horrible. It'll take you an entire day to get maybe 16% charge into your phone. Not 16% into your battery bank, into your phone. They're absolutely worthless. And I've had two of them. Because the first one I got, I thought to myself, there's no way they're this bad. I must have gotten a defective one. And then I got another one, and it was that bad. So yeah, do not get them. You want to get the actual dedicated solar panels that just fold out. The company I use, and I'm not sponsored by them, is Big Blue. I have a 24-watt Big Blue solar panel, and I have a 63-watt Big Blue solar panel. The 24-watt should do you well. I can't imagine you needing a bigger solar panel ever. Uh, the reason I got a 63-watt is because my 24-watt was getting scratched up, and I went to buy a new one. 63-watt was on sale, and so I thought, yeah, let's just get that, and I do love it. The only problem is the bigger solar panel, my bigger blue, Big Blue solar panel, doesn't have trickle charging. So it's kind of this weird case where... The 60, I think it's 63 or 64 watt solar panel. If there's barely any sun, it won't charge your phone. But the smaller solar panel, if there's barely any sun, it will charge your phone. So that's the kind of trade-off with the Big Blue products. Yeah, I really recommend Big Blue, but I'm not sponsored by them. There are plenty of other companies out there. Just do not get those solar panels that are connected to the battery banks. They do not work. They're absolutely horrible. Just don't. Other than that, the only other thing you could use would be a hand crank charger. They do exist. I have not used them, so I'm not going to recommend them. If you want to do your own research, apparently you can just plug them right into your phone, crank it a little bit, and it'll charge your phone up. That sounds like a lot of work to me, but I mean, if you're in a survival situation, that's better than relying on sunlight. And one more thing while we're on the topic of batteries and battery banks and charging and all that. If there's a product you want, you have a choice between it being battery powered, as in like AAA battery powered, or rechargeable battery power, I highly recommend you get the AAA variant or AA variant or whatever. So I'll give you an example. Headlamps. I have a headlamp and my headlamp runs off AAA batteries. And I have an extra set of AAA batteries in my backpack. I will always have that headlamp. It, it'll, I will always be able to use it. If it ran off of a lithium-ion battery and it had to be recharged, if, my ba if I'm stuck out you know, in the woods on a trail 
It's dark and my battery bank's dead, my phone's dead, and my headlamp's dead, then there's nothing I can do. If I'm in that same situation and my headlamp takes AAA batteries, I can replace those batteries and I can get out of that situation. So really recommend, head, definitely headlamp, I really recommend you get it that takes like AAA batteries. Really recommend it. All right. So I think I kind of hit on everything there when it comes to charging your phone up and batteries and everything like that. If I missed anything, if you have any questions, please email me, thehomelessvagabondexperience at gmail.com. Leave a comment in you know YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. I will see it. If you leave a comment anywhere, trust me, I will see it. And if you ask a question, I will definitely answer that question on the podcast. So yeah, feel free to comment, ask me questions. And with that, I want to kind of tell a little story about my time in Waycross. So Waycross, Virginia, no, not Waycross, Virginia, Waycross, Georgia. There we go. I was in Waycross, Georgia for seven days. For five days, it rained nonstop. And when I say nonstop, I truly mean nonstop. Never stopped once. The reason I was in Waycross was because I had ordered a military poncho, basically like a poncho that can fold out into a tarp. So it can be used as a shelter, used as a raincoat, as a poncho. So I had to wait like a few days for that to come in. And I had the very smart idea because there was like nowhere to sleep. There's only one place I could find where I could sleep. And that was in the middle of a swamp. So I, I want you to just think about that for a second. Five days of constant raining, camping out in a swamp. I'm sure you can imagine what happened. <laughs> so for the first four days, it wasn't bad. I was in kind of a high part of the swamp, I guess you could say. And it wasn't flooding. Perfectly fine for the first couple days. Then on the very last day, it rained harder. Trees were falling. I'm making that sound a lot worse than it was. I mean, like, two trees fell. Because, like, all the trees were dead in the swamp. They were just falling from the rain and the wind. And so I wake up at, like, 2 a.m., and I'm in about an inch of water. At which point you would think I would just get up and find another spot. But no. It was pouring down rain. I had a tarp over me. And I didn't want to go out into the rain. But I said, okay. I had a sleeping pad. I kind of put my backpack up on that sleeping pad to kind of get it out of the water somewhat. And I just sat up in about an inch of rain or an inch of water and just accepted my fate. I'm pretty sure my phone was completely dead, dead, dead at the time. No, no, it wasn't. I was writing stories on it. Uh, I didn't have service. That was it. And I remember I, would just, I was writing stories, just kind of staring off into space, just accepting my fate. Like, yep, I'm in about an inch of water right now. I'm just going to sit here. At least it's not cold. Night could be worse. Could be freezing right now. I'm not freezing. It's a warm night. Yeah, that was fun. Did have some good experiences in Waycross, though. Met a guy named Alaska. He was riding the rails, passing through. Hung out with him for two days. I actually had to help him and a buddy of his set up a tent. Him and a local guy. They got as sick of the rain as me. And so they bought a tent, but they didn't know how to set up a tent. And so, you know, I went with them to their spot, helped them set up a tent. And I'm sure many of you probably wonder why I didn't just sleep around their spot. That's just because I like to be alone. I don't really trust people. You know, they seemed cool. I'm sure they were cool. I never got any bad vibes from them, but still, I just want to be alone. Also, this was very, this was a very small world moment. I was under a gas station yawning, escaping the rain. I think it was a Murphy's. And a guy walks up to me and he gives me a few dollars and he talks about how he used to be homeless and, you know, how it was so freeing and he loved it. And we get to talking and he asks me, you know, where I'm from. 
I say, oh, I'm from Cumberland, Maryland. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, my cousin's from Cumberland, Maryland. Oh, that's really cool. Like, yeah, yeah. He, uh, his son, he, he got killed by getting hit by a train. It's like, oh, you're, are you talking about Austin? And he's like, his eyes like lit up. He's like, yeah, yeah. You know him? I'm like, yeah, I played baseball with Austin. And his father, your cousin, was my baseball coach, which was such a small world experience. I'm a thousand miles away from, you know, where I played baseball. And here's my baseball coach's bro- uh, cousin, excuse me, you know, just walks up and starts talking to me. Of all the people to talk to me, it was him. That was a very interesting small world. Also, a big shout out to uh, the Little Caesars in Waycross. They may or may have not given me a free pizza. And I'm never going to complain about that. Okay. And with those little stories out of the way, I think that's going to do it for today's episode. A little shorter than I want. Well, not really. You know, I don't like to drag things out. I like to just speak my mind, be clear, concise, quick, all that stuff. Anyway, if you have any questions you want answered on the show, thehomelessvagabondexperience at gmail.com or comment on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Comment or tweet me or anything, I will I will definitely see it. I will answer your question on the podcast. Or maybe if you have an interesting story, yeah, if you have an interesting story you want to share, write me, you know, maybe share it on the podcast. Okay, with that, I'm going to end it right here. I hope you've all enjoyed. Remember to follow me, subscribe, like, hit the five-star review button. You know, all that stuff helps me out. Share the podcast with all your friends. With that, I'm out of here. Peace out, everybody. I hope you all have a wonderful day.